Okay. Okay, what's going on everybody? Welcome back to your first deal podcast. I think that's what we're gonna call it at this point. <laughs> um, I have my official second guest. I have Mr. Uh, Stedman here. Uh, basically, he is a longtime real estate agent. He actually manages a group of real estate agents. Uh, his uh, his company's called A-List Real Estate. Is that correct? A-List Real Estate Group. A-List Real Estate Group. Um, and I would say that his preferred niche is short-term rentals. Would that be correct? That's correct. That would be correct. correct. Okay. So we can start off. We'll just start off um, about some of your background. So how long have you kind of been in the business? Oh, man. This 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 story starts way back into uh, 2012. Okay. Since 2012, man. Uh, fresh out of college, I was uh, managing my family properties from here, uh, from Texas, Louisiana, Oklahoma. It's over like 35 properties I was managing, and that's how I officially got my start just to manage my family's properties. Then ended up getting my own real estate license and you know exploring elsewhere. So who who was who was it mostly in your family? Was it your mom and dad, or is it both, or was it? Man, like- to be honest, man, this is kind of like uh, rooted in my blood. I kind of like born in this. My uncles, my aunts, okay. my father, my mom, they're all real estate investors. They're all real estate. They're, my father and my mom were both brokers. Uh, so, man, this is this is kind of scripted for me, if you will. Okay. Okay. <laughs> nice. 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 So, so what's kind of your, what does your business kind of look like as of today? Yeah, man. To, as of today, um, we just had a, you know, a different year. Um, a little bit rough, but we, we, we uh, ended out smooth. Mm-hmm. Um, most most of my business is dealing with investors. Mm-hmm. Um, we uh, primarily work with both ends of the risk spectrum. We have uh, investors dealing with short-term rentals, and we also have investors that deal with government contracted homes, mm-hmm. right? And then anywhere in the middle are primary buyers, so primary buyers and primary sellers. So kind of a mix in between. My responsibility is to handle the uh, investors, but I also have a lot of referral basis. I've been doing this a long time, um, yeah. so I do a lot of primary contracts as well. Okay, okay. So what is it like, and before I get into the STR stuff, I wanted to ask a few questions. So what is it like to kind of manage and train some agents? And you can also, yeah. you know, kind of give tips on like, you know, agents getting into the business. You know, it's, yeah. it's kind of hard. It's a hard time, right? Yeah, <laughs> man. Yeah, man. It's a, uh, managing agents, uh, man, it's, it's a, uh, it's a, uh, you know, it's an ongoing task. It's an ongoing thing. As the uh, market changes a lot, you have to be able to help these agents change and uh, market their business to be able to conform to the times to today. So it's a lot of uh, motivating and then showing them the way uh, via, you know, rather it's marketing with social media. I tell a lot of them to look at my social media as, you know, I'm, I put a lot of presence on, on social media yep. myself mm-hmm. and it's worked. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's <laughs> it does work. Um, it's been able to, to afford me a referral business. It's been able to, uh, meet, meet, meet new people by way of direct message or somebody referring them to my page. So I showed them, you know, the easy route to use social media as a tool. Rather than just you know a glorified you know everything's always good, but mm-hmm. we try to uh, tell them you know put out the education too. People want to learn. People want to have value uh, when they look you up and they look your name up. So it's a lot of showing them how to use social media as a value tool. Yeah, I think I think you've done a a, a great job because you you even do a lot of lives on there. Yes, yeah. um, I've seen you talk to investors while you're on there. I've yep, seen yep. a lot of content that you put out. Um, so t- uh, I want to talk about, um, what's it like kind of working with investors and then we can kind of 
get into sure. some of the STR uh, stuff because that's kind of been a hot topic over this past year. Yep. yep. So yeah, what what's it kind of like working with some of your investors right now? So we have a lot of uh, new investors that are um, interested in short-term rentals, aka Airbnb. That's the, the hot term everybody term. knows. Mm-hmm. But they are short-term rentals, and it's a lot of different ways that you can do short-term rentals. So it's a lot of educating. I myself have been a short-term rental investor for eight years now. So I'm, I talk to them from an experience, right? Yeah. And the newer investors, we, we break it down in three different categories. The business goal, the ease of business, and future business. No matter what the property is, we grade them by a letter grade scale, A, B, or C. And as long as we have you know, an average of at least two A's with the property, whether we have to rehab it, refinance, then let them put it on short-term rentals, it's a lot of educating and showing them the steps. Because I have the experience, uh, my investors that work with me have the luxury of being hands-off. <laughs> so you do all the work thing. for them. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's like, you know, I'm the one-stop shop. I have a proven system mm. over time that's worked. So I showed them the system. I let them be as involved as they want to. But for the most part, we just, you know, they tell us their target marks, what they want. And we put it in our system and we just, you know, we take off. I'm pretty self-sufficient. I really don't need uh, anything else outside of my circle since I've been doing this a while. So it's, it's uh, pretty easy to work with me, if you will. So if, so if I was like, let's just say, for instance, I was a client, right? Like, let's say I, you know, I have a decent down payment, right? I, I'm mm-hmm. in the Houston area. I want to get a short-term rental. So yep. I call you up and what does that consultation look like? And then, you know, is there a specific area that you prefer I, yep. I look for? Or like- so it, the way I based on uh, me, you know, giving them, you know, um, areas to invest in Houston. Houston's a very friendly city for short-term rentals. It is. And yeah. that goes all the way back because of zoning. We really don't have a lot of zoning inside yeah. the city. So you really can't even, the cities that zone, um, are not as Airbnb friendly or short-term rental friendly. Houston is, is wide open, right? So uh, if you're a first-timer in the short-term rental realm, my whole thing is to get you to understand that one property is not going to be enough. This is a scaling business. I agree. Right? I you're agree. not just going to hit a home run with one property, right? So my, my mind frame is to get you to understand that we need to get multiple units. So I want you to get comfortable with me first. got to prove myself to you, mm-hmm. right? I still... You know, I have to, you know, prove my service. So I want you to be comfortable uh, as terms of risk getting into the business so I understand where we need to meet at. Uh, if it's a multifamily situation, I might tell you, hey, let's do one side Airbnb. The other side, we're going to have a government contract. That way I, I know that you got guaranteed income. You're at ease. Once that project is done, now you're going to feel a lot more free to do the more risk. We'll say, hey, let's go down in Galveston and get a rehab. I, lo- I love this you go- government I mean? contract. I, I, oh, oh I, that's a whole nother. <laughs> that's a we whole can talk nother. about that for, okay, well, I want to briefly touch on that for just okay, one second. Sure. Okay, so how, how does that kind of work? Do you just have like a go-to person uh, in that space that you're like, hey, you call them up. Hey, I have, I have a property ready. Um, I know you guys are looking for tenants yep. and you're kind of like the middleman and you, you get them in there. How does that kind of work? Yeah, depending on which side I'm working with, whether I'm working with a, uh, a landlord that already has a property and looking for tenants or um, I'm, help, I'm even servicing the tenants to find these landlords, right? Most of my investors are the landlords. So that is true. Yeah. I just, you know, mend the relationship. But yeah, these these uh, government contracts are on housing authorities, right? Uh, so in Houston, we have Harris County Housing Authority, Houston Housing Authority. We have NESQuest. We have Fort Bend Housing Authority. 
But all these different housing authorities have voucher members, AKA section eight tenants, right? And they have their own websites, their own marketing platform where you post the property and then you acquire the tenants. Tis, that we interview work. them, we check their voucher, their paperwork, make sure it aligns with the mortgage and the cash flow, which is most important, right? But then we, we interview them and we you know present our applications to our landlords. So also, with, so with the STR, so um, with the cash flow, do you, okay, so I want to talk about some of the difficulties because it sounds beautiful, but like, yep. let's talk about some of, you know, everything's not beautiful in real estate, especially with the rates being so high. So what are some of the difficulties you, you have with some of the investors and do you find it like difficult to, for them to cash flow as much these days? Mm -hmm. Like, what's that look like? So the cash flow uh, for the short term rentals. We, we kind of base it off the market. We use two different tools, Rabu.com and AirDNA, to get a projected cash flow return mm -hmm. based on the mortgage that they're going to have. Uh, this year, we've um, kind of uh, done a different experience with our short-term rentals. Uh, for example, we have I, I just helped a pastor <laughs> out close to the woodlands get wow. a five-bedroom property uh, and put it on short-term rentals. Instead of putting the entire property on um, Airbnb or these other surface mm -hmm. sites, we did each room as as a, uh, its own entity, right? So each room <laughs> had a microwave, wow. refrigerator, wow. bed is pretty much self-sufficient, a lock is we labeled it unit A, unit B, unit C, unit B, and surprisingly enough, it took off like wildfires. So he was getting four months bookings on each room or two months bookings, longer bookings per rooms, therefore his cash flow is pretty good. I've never heard. Okay, that's that reminds me of a similar company. Have you ever heard of this company called Pad Split? Yes, that's that's kind of like Pad Split. That's kind of like yep. Pad Split, but like just at a better level. Yeah. So <laughs> we just level, yeah. basically turned a home into a boutique hotel. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. You know, the exactly. kitchen, the living room, all the common areas is used to, to the public, it's open to yeah. the public. But each room is you know secured by whoever's renting it. Mm -hmm. You know, and I think if most people don't know, um, have you ever have you ever had a Pad Split client yet? I'm just, no, just, no, okay. I haven't. No. If most people don't know, I don't know if people don't know what pad split is, but it's basically like where you, they come in and add additional, kind of add additional rooms to your house, and then mm -hmm. rent out each room yep. long term. Yep. It's a it's a different type of concept, but it's it's kind of new. Yes. And um, it basically helps for people that want to rent by the week, so they can pay like a hundred dollars a week to rent a room. Yeah. Right. Um, it's just, and it helps for some of the, you know, low income housing and things of that nature. But yeah, man, um, it's, it's all about exposure and management. The biggest, the biggest, the downfall I see here in Houston, I've been doing this eight years. It's the management, man. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. This is a hospitality business first. People got to understand that. So when you're dealing with a hospitality business, you think about service, grade A service, customer service any type of the reviews, you want it to be a five-star review. So you have to keep that in mind first. I understand we're managing a business, but hospitality also so has comes to first. be involved in that in order for them to have repeat guests, uh, a plethora of five-star reviews, because that's the first thing people look look at. We've all booked on Airbnb. They first look first, at the reviews. You click on the profile, <laughs> the pictures look cool. All right, cool, let, let me scroll down to see what the reviews are saying, right? So if, if you don't have uh, good reviews, it's almost like a credit score, if I say, you know, it's, it's like a glorified credit score. If your reviews aren't, if you ain't averaging 4.8 and up, you know, uh, you, you lose that 
upper niche clientele, the quality clients. And you don't get as much visibility either. That you, you don't get yeah. a lot of visibility. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right. So the preferred clients have the highest, have the highest, highest reviews. Reviews. Yeah. yeah. That's that's what it is, man. So uh, going back to the, to the strategies, so we we also want to have exposure, right? So just like example of that that five bedroom house. He also has the property listed that could be rented, you know, the entire property. Mm -hmm. But it just gives it exposure, right? So it gives it more profiles. And so instead of just having five profiles, he has six profiles on the market, right? He has six different opportunities to receive an income Income. or inquiry, right? So you do the same thing. And uh, we we tell our clients that, especially this year, um, it's all about the exposure and um, having several profiles to be able to be rented. And, and to piggyback off of that initial statement, you were talking about customer service. What what were some of the issues that some of the some of your investors see or the mistakes they met with customer service? Was it just like them not getting the cleaners out there? Was it mm-hmm. them, you know, not having the appropriate instructions to get in the place? Like, yeah, what are it's, some it's of the, those things? Logistics and Logistic. cleaning. Yeah. Oh, man, those are the top two things. Well, logistics. Your clients should be able to pull up, have, already have the instructions prior, right? Absolutely. Very clear that when they get out their car, they feel confident going to that door, pressing the numbers, and it's just going to open. Because mm-hmm. you got about 10 seconds to, <laughs> you know, to, to win them over. Yep. All right? Now, when, now when they get in, they want to see the cleanliness, right? So you, you have to have a quality control level of uh, checking these units um, prior to uh, bookings arriving. Um, your logistics has to be sound. Right. Um, the parking, where not to park, signage needs to be up. I mean, like I said, these homes are turning into boutique hotels. hotels. So whatever the hotels are doing, you need right, to I 100 percent agree with that. I, that's 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 interesting. Yeah. Yep. Um, just, you know, what's kind of the have you seen clients like what's the most amount of rental properties you, you've seen a client own? Man. Oh, man, I got one big client. He has over 63 short-term rentals in about that six is, states. That is insane. Yeah. And it's crazy because I've seen you, and you can tell me if I'm yeah. wrong, I've seen you have situations where you've had like a client and they sold one of their properties to another client of yours? Yes. <laughs> so, yeah, so, keeping it all in the circle, so, man. Because so, yeah. you post a lot of that on social media, the, yeah. like your turnkey Airbnb. So c- explain some of those situations. Oh, man. Yeah, the turnkeys. Whew. Those are those are great. Uh, <laughs> so the turnkeys is pretty much like, uh, you know, uh, you're getting everything packaged, already ready to go. Yeah. You know, you don't really don't have any stage up time. You, you're cutting a lot of time off. And you're buying a product that's already proven and finished. Yeah. yeah. Right. So some of my, my uh, clients have had short term rentals with me for five plus years and they're ready to liquefy yeah, their asset mm-hmm. to get multifamily. We're just going to double up from mm-hmm. there. So this unit is already staged. It's already proven. It has some numbers um, with the management. You know, I also have an internal team that manage. That's another thing. That's the reason why my, my clients are hands off. We have our management system already in place. We deliver the reports. We deliver what the cash flow is over three years and plus. Oh, so they reporting everything. So that's, wow, everything that's is, So we, when you make a decision to buy something that's already prepackaged, ready to go, the numbers are there. To, it's proven itself. You feel pretty comfortable with that purchase. So um, that's been a, a great thing for my uh, in or my buyers buying into uh, turnkey units and they just buying and pressing green light. A lot of times 
as soon as we close, they already have bookings on the schedule, right? And they're inheriting the bookings too. Yeah. So oh yeah. So it's kind of like you're coming into cash flow, right? And then um, you, you know you put a value on the on the furnishing, the staging up, and things like that as well. And uh, it's a both you know win-win situation for my clients. And just a basic question: so when they're acquiring these, are a lot of your investors acquiring these like um, as their selves or at, through an entity? So like if like, I'm just I'm just asking for the mm -hmm. the users. So if I'm on Airbnb, does it say that specific person or does it say um, property management company or mm -hmm. whatever? Like, so how I, does that work? I have uh, you know most of them put it to an LLC yeah. entity, but I do have some clients that prefer to have themselves involved personally and leave a personal touch on okay. it. So, so some of my clients that are in the more rural areas or on the island, um, they might want their personal touch in, the, in the, um, the property. They might even leave a letter with a picture of them and their family to let them know like, hey, this is a family business. Mm -hmm. I know you're at a short-term rental, but this is also a family business. And if you guys need anything, we're here to help. Again, that's servicing the hospitality aspect of this business and they have tremendous reviews. So if you see that, it kind of puts you in a different mind frame with some of the guests that we see. Um, they feel a little bit more, you know, um, like they know the person that owns this home. It's not just a cold. Oh, yeah, exactly. You exactly. see what I'm saying? You're yeah. giving a personal touch to it. So again, man, it's it's really all about strategy and what's comfortable for you. That's why I love short-term rentals because you can carve it out however you want. You know what I mean? Just as long as you, you are hitting those points of hospitality and being having a lot of exposure and, and hitting those two points, logistics and cleanliness, you should do well. Okay. Nah, that was a lot of information. I appreciate it. So <laughs> I'm just going to ask a few more questions and then we can sure. wrap up. Sure, um, sure. I know you got places to be. Um, but just a personal personal question and then I'll ask you about like what agents can do. Okay. Um, what is, I, I like to ask agents this question, what is your highest transaction personally? Like, did you did you do like a have you done like a big multifamily a big like a large house like what was your biggest uh, business the biggest one is 1.7 million um this was a uh, a church a church okay. acquisition that i was a part of and it also had land in the back of it with the property so uh that was my biggest one um this that was back in 2018 2017 around there i bet you were happy when that hit. oh boy <laughs> oh boy oh boy it was definitely a great day i was pretty pretty happy um you know but uh, you know just like you know with real estate you don't your business doesn't end on one transaction absolutely you gotta so keep going my whole thing was all right how do i grow from here okay it's, it's good that you know i got the the big transaction you know out the way but how do i continue this how do i grow from there what are the benefits do i just get to post it on social media and be glorified no it's like how do i repeat this yes. right it's always been in my vision to sell million dollar properties i knew it was going to happen but my biggest concern was all right what's next what's next and and we can piggyback all this because it's the last and the last question i was going to ask just like You've had a lot of success. You've seen ups and downs. You've mm -hmm. done a lot of transactions. Yeah. There's nothing literally you have not seen. So if you were an agent getting into this game, what is some, some of the advice you, know, you could give them that they could learn from you, you know, from Man, your experience? Uh, yeah, you got to have confidence uh, in this game. You're in sales, right? Understand that you are in sales. Uh, this is a, a business where you constantly have to be moving. You constantly have to be learning, but also you need to kind of grab a mentor along the way. I had plenty of mentors that, you know, poured into me and thus this was what's made me who I am today. So as long as you, you have 
um, your vision in mind, your why, um, and you have good mentorship and you have a really good motor about yourself, there's nothing that you can't do. So this is a, another avenue if you want to be a real estate agent, a top producer. These are things you got to think about. And success is, you know, inevitable. I appreciate it, man. That was a, you gave a lot of information. All right, so we're going to wrap it up. Um, so tell the people how they can follow you. Oh, man, you can uh, follow me uh, via Steady Moves, S-T-E-D-Y-M-O-V-E-S. Uh, if you just put that in your search, my, all my social media will pull up and you, you pick your choice. All right, um, so thank you, guys. You guys can follow me at Brian K. Miller 2 on Instagram. I look forward to our second episode, and uh, we'll see you guys on the next one. Appreciate it. Thank you.